Good morning, all. How are we this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. The Lord who in the midst of his people is mighty and we know you are here. You are with us. For when we call on your name, you come. When we offer you our praise, our worship from the bottom of our hearts, there you dwell in the midst of that praise and worship. And you hear every single word we pray. When our hearts are aligned to you, when our words are aligned to your will, Anything that we ask in the name of Jesus that you will do for us. This is what your word says. We thank you, Father, that you have called us here this morning to be with you, to show us, to show you, to tell you all our concerns, all our cares, all our worries, all our challenges. And when we bring our baggage and we come to you, you grant us your peace that helps us keep still so that when we are still and we know you are here with us, we also know that you pour your peace into our hearts. And that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which only you can give and no one else and neither can anyone take it away from us. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting with all those, our brothers and our sisters that are part of this praying family called by your name, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. We share your peace and your joy, Lord, that our joy might be made full, that joy that you give us. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and all those that have no one to pray for them, whether or not part of any prayer groups anywhere. And they have no one to pray for them, Father. We stand in that gap. We offer our faith as you repair the breach in that wall. All you are looking for is a prayer, a spoken word by someone in faith for you to be able to move and bring about revival in that life. Lord, we offer our gift that you have given us, your faith that you pour into our hearts. Stand in that gap. On our priesthood, and to pray for them. And we want to share your peace and joy with all those that are called Christians by your name and have not yet encountered you, do not yet know you personally. And with all those that continue to live in darkness, willfully or under ignorance, under a lie that has been told to them. Let every such thing that keeps them away from you, Father, every lie be toned down. Every veil of falsehood be torn down. Every mountain that blocks their view of you, that poses a big hindrance in their lives from coming towards you. All the challenges, all the troubles, whether they are kept busy, whether they are kept prayerless, every cause, every such mountain, let it be cut down. Let your presence be revealed to your people. And you, Lord, have said, and they call on your name. They are your people. 
and your people as you said in Joel 2.27 shall not end up in shame. We offer our prayer to stand in the gap for them as well. Quicken them, O oh Lord, that they might call on your name and everyone that calls on your name shall be delivered. This is our faith. And so, Father, as we begin our prayer this morning, we call on your name, the name of our God, our King, our Maker, the name of the Creator, the King of the universe who is also up close and personal to us as our Father, the one who has loved us with an everlasting love, the one who renews his mercy for us every morning, the one who pulls us out of the pit, the rock of ages, our strong foundation, our shield, our tower. The maker himself who is able to make every grace abound towards us. The one who knows all the right combinations in that recipe. For the grace that is then made available to us. That is what raises us up out of every challenge. To look like the favor, the hand of God is upon us. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son, the one who taught us that faith, the one who taught us to call God our father, not a distant God that lives far away in heaven, but a God that is up close and personal. It is he who showed us that it is that relationship that you desire. And it is through that relationship that we are able to live a life like he did, a life in abundance. A life in the dominion that you planned for us in Genesis 1 verse 28. The word himself through whom we are blessed with every utterance. So that when we speak the word under his authority, the authority of his name. And release our faith, that prayer must be answered. Just like creation was brought into existence as you spoke the word, Father. And your spirit moved. We know that when we speak your word in faith, your spirit must move to it. We pray in the name of that spirit, the spirit of truth, spirit of revelation who guides us into all truth. So that when our eyes are open to see your light, to see the authority that you give us, to see the relationship that we must have with you, everything then starts to work for the good of those whom you have called according to your purposes, all those that love you. He is the spirit that heals us from all our backsliding, always convicting us, patiently waiting for us to rise up again, but never condemning us to judgment. It is through him that we are revived. It is through him that we receive every grace and every gift that you make available to us. It is through him that we are justified, he being our advocate. Praying for us, interceding for us, pleading our case with the Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have given of yourself, your Son, your Spirit to be with us. Two advocates, one here on earth, one in heaven. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of life. 
with time added to our destiny this day. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us. With your angels, with destiny, help us. With the gift of your word and the gift of prayer. With the gift of our family and our friends. You have blessed us with everything around in nature. You have blessed the work of our hands and you put food on our table, a roof over our heads. We thank you, Father, that it is your jealous love that is the big difference between us having and not having things. And it is your mercy through which we live a good life. Things could have been worse. You renew your mercy for us every single day and this is what we shall reflect on today. Thank you, Father. As we begin our reflection for today, we look at Hebrews 4, verse 16. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, which says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Today we reflect on God's mercy and its extent. How far can he go? And what does his mercy include? And the first thing I'd like to note here is that there is no grace without mercy. There is no grace without mercy. As we have seen in the verse above, Hebrews 4 verse 16, we approach the throne of grace. Not that we may receive grace, but we first receive mercy. And then when we receive mercy, then it says we shall find grace that will help us. So when we are falling short or when we feel out of our depths, the first thing to ask is not for the grace to be able to comprehend and then get back in control. But the first thing is mercy. Why? We see that hint given to us in Psalm 86 verse 5 where it says, God is good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast and unchangeable love and plenteous in mercy. Plenteous in mercy to whom? To all who call upon his name. He didn't say plenteous in mercy to the Christian. Any and everyone that calls upon his name. So all we need to do is call upon his name. And that's why we start our prayer every morning by calling on his name. For Joel 2.27 says, we cannot then end up in shame. The next thing is, mercy is God's nature. He overflows with mercy, as we have seen in Psalm 86 verse 5. It says, plenteous in mercy. This establishes our second point as we see in Romans 9 verses 16 and 17, where it reads, He said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that wills it, nor of him that runs, but of God that shows mercy. Him having mercy on us does not depend on our works, which cannot be justified. 
it does not depend on our merits it is unmerited it is his to give we can never qualify for it no matter how much you cry and scream it is his choice to give and that is his nature and that is described it is described in psalms 103 and psalms 145 where it says he is compassionate slow to anger and rich in love and mercy he even sets up his platforms for this we see that in the tabernacle which has a mercy seat and the throne of grace from where we receive mercy it is his divine mercy that is incarnate in the form of jesus through whom we have been saved by grace through our faith the bible records five types or five levels of god's mercy and let's look at each of these the first one is a general mercy that i earlier spoke of psalms 145 145 verse 9 says the lord is good to all not to some to all and his tender mercies are over all his works so his general mercy keeps us sustained it is available to all it keeps us sustained and going and this mercy is renewed every morning as we see in lamentations 3 verses 22 and 23 it is a kind of blanketed mercy that is given for all mankind under which the sun continues to shine the rain continues to fall on us he does not withdraw any of those benefits the earth still yields its crops the second one is encompassed mercy and this is what jacob experienced psalm 32 verse 10 says many sorrows shall be to the wicked but he that trusts in the lord mercy shall compass him about as or when we trust in god his mercy encompasses every area of our life just as he did for jacob and then as the bible says jacob prospered this encompassing mercy brings transformation and that transformation as soon as we start to trust on him that is key to bringing about a change in all areas of our life to going from nothing to something to going from a position of terribly losing and being wiped out to a position of sustaining and then having a good life and to have it all we need to do is to trust on him that's what psalm 32 verse 10 says the third type are the sure mercies now this type of mercy is a covenant mercy that is available any time it is a definite it is a given with whom he has covenant or for whom he has covenanted this mercy we see that in the life of david david lived under that covenant he was a man after god's heart despite all his sins murder adultery god still had mercy on him 
he was still God's favored person and king. Saul made a mistake and lost his kingship. But despite all these mistakes, David continued on to live in God's favor. It was the sure mercies. David knew how to win over God's heart. Isaiah 55 verse 3 says, Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. What covenant is that? Even the sure mercies of David. David always surrendered to him. And he said to him, search my heart and try my thoughts and see if there be any iniquity that, that is in there. A man that was quick to surrender, quick to repent. He received that covenant of sure mercies from God. The fourth type is great mercy, which causes great things to happen in your life. Luke 1 verse 58 talks about the great mercy God had on Mary. 2 Chronicles 1 verse 8 talks about the great mercy God had on David. His great mercy is supernatural favor, causing great things to happen and can even bring recognition in these lives. We see that happening in the life of Mary and in the life of David. And the fifth type is plenteous mercy. The rich mercy that brings answered prayer. Psalms 103 verse 11 says, For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. So fear of the Lord and reverence for him attracts his great mercy. Now let's look at a classic example of his mercy. We see that in the book of Jonah, where Jonah was sent to Nineveh with the message that if the people didn't repent of their ways and turn from their sin, he would destroy the city. But as soon as they heard the message, they repented. And so despite their sin being grave, God had a change of heart. And he decided to have mercy on him, much to the surprise and discontent of Jonah. David wanted Bathsheba. So he had a husband, Uriah, sent out to the war front and had him killed. Now this was a double sin, adultery and murder. And yet, when David repented, God forgave him. Jesus showed mercy on the woman caught in adultery, who according to the law at that time should have been stoned to death. Jesus actually shows us what it means to be merciful. When we look at the numerous instances where he healed the sick, where he welcomed the stranger, he pardoned those who persecuted him and even killed him. He forgave the penitent robber crucified with him even in his agony, in all his pain during his dying moments, 
He said, today you shall be with me in paradise. He forgives Saul who persecuted Christians and transformed him into Paul, a disciple. God's ultimate mercy, his ultimate level of mercy is seen in that he did not spare his only son, but sacrificed him just for our sake, for you, for me, so that man may be saved and not perish. And if he loves you so much that he went to that extent, then how big is his mercy? He's willing to bankrupt heaven, give of his everything, not hold anything back. Unilaterally commit and covenant with us. How big is his mercy? And he expects us to do the same in our relationship with others. In Hosea 6 verse 6, he said, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And what does that translate to for us? It means to feed the hungry, to give a drink to the thirsty, to clothe the naked, to give shelter to travelers, to visit the sick, to visit the imprisoned, to bury the dead but also in our personal relationships to forgive others like the Father forgave us, to hold our patience when things are said against us, to operate in love at all times, to be kind. And then as Jesus said in the parable in Matthew 25, verse 40, whatsoever, you do to the least of my brothers that you do unto me. If mercy is his nature perfected in Jesus, the ideal Adam, and then as we are to take on the image and the likeness of God in Jesus himself, we are called to take on his nature of love and mercy. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. And we ask for that grace of mercy itself this time. For our hearts to be filled in love and to be filled with your mercy, Lord. So that we make an effort to control the way we speak. To operate in love and in mercy. And to watch our actions as well. So that as we follow our King and our God, we work towards coming closer and closer to His image and to His nature, that of love and mercy. Help us to remember these two words in every action, in every part of every interaction that we have with others. We have the choice to react wildly or we have the choice to speak out of love and mercy. We ask for a filling of your spirit, your anointing, Lord, today. So that through that anointing, we are filled with this love and with this mercy. Jesus, locate us in your mercy. Jesus, locate us in your love.
and help us to take on your nature so that when others do not come in a favorable position towards us, we are still able to locate them in our mercy and in our love. We ask for that edification in our spirit. And as we pray for a growth in our spirit, we pray also for our physical and temporal needs, those of our families, our friends. We pray in a special way for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized, those that have recently undergone or will undergo surgeries. We pray in a special way for all families that are battling any kind of force of separation through violence, misunderstandings, infidelity, foul language, anything that seeks to keep your families that you have joined together apart, Lord. We come against them in your name and by the blood of Jesus that has won all victories. We cover every family that is part of this Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group and all the families that we pray for, that we intercede for. We cover them all by your precious blood, Lord. Knowing and remembering that it is that blood that has won every victory. We invite you into each of these homes. So that through your blood, our hedge of defense, of protection is strengthened. That no pestilence of any kind, not even spiritual pestilence can enter in. We cast out the most low from each of these homes right now in the name of Jesus. Any kind of stronghold that it has over any of these lives, we declare them broken under the authority of the name of Jesus. And we fill these homes with your love, Lord, so that as we welcome you in on their behalf, it is your presence that fills that home and the atmosphere is transformed to one of mercy, of peace, of love. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, including poverty, joblessness, including addictions with alcohol, with drugs, with pornography, with anything that seeks to keep them yoked to the ground, busy and not in a position to control their own lives. People that are battling compulsive behaviors, mental disorders of any kind, fits of rage and anger, we come against all these forces, every such strong man in your name, Jesus. We declare the chains of bondage broken over these lives. We call on your anointing father. We ask you to release it. Let it touch these lives today. That there be a transformation. That through your spirit of liberty, there be freedom. That there be a renewal of mind. We join our faith to theirs. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. We pray also in a special way for all those that are part of our families and our friends. Okay? Especially those that have not yet received their gift of salvation. Quicken them, O oh Lord, that they might come to you. 
And when they call on your name, we know and we know in our hearts, there must be a miracle that will occur there. But unless you quicken them, they cannot come to you, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have heard us. You hear the prayer of our lips, but also the cry of our hearts. You always hear us. And when we release our faith and we speak your word, your spirit moves. Your Holy Spirit that also intercedes for us and on our behalf right now. That makes this prayer of with us. We make it our prayer of agreement with him and with each other. We release our faith as we join our spirit to his and pray as one spirit. I encourage everyone that can pray in tongues to please unmute and join in. All those that are praying for the gift, please sincerely take that blind step of faith. You have to take the step of faith if you want that gift. Believe that he will take over your tongue as soon as you release it. It is your faith that will bring that gift to you. Let us now pray in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank Shanda <laughs> 
in the mighty name of Jesus. We believe, Lord, in your name. And with that faith and confidence, we release our faith and we say amen and amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. This morning while we were praying, the Lord showed me all the different idols that people have still got in their life. And he said, it's like having a disturbed Wi-Fi where you are not getting a good reception from him. It is disturbed. The words that the Lord said to me, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. The scripture I was given is 2 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2. Therefore, having this ministry by, by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. We have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Isaiah 45, verse 23, sorry, quoted from the Amplified Classic Version. I have sworn by myself, the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance. Let it be amen and amen in the name of Jesus, towards Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude this morning's prayer, just a reminder about our Bible study session tomorrow evening. The topic is the 12 steps to a good year. 
this is a six part series and tomorrow's session will be the third part in it where we shall see steps five and six we will learn in this series to equip ourselves to appropriate the fullness of god's provision and blessings in the year that lies ahead and we will also learn the need to make the right resolutions now those of you that are on the telegram group can see this message with the links uh, to zoom and youtube pinned at the top of the telegram page please share that same message with family and friends and invite them to join for the rest on whatsapp group that have not yet moved over to telegram we shall also share this exact same message today again on the whatsapp group with the links for zoom and youtube please take those links share it to all your contacts and your family and invite them to come and attend to partake of that presence and let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our lord jesus christ and his jealous love that brings his favor down upon us that his fivefold mercy the five levels of mercy that we have reflected on today let that come into each of our lives and manifest itself in terms of outcomes so that we are able to see it we are able to know it and consciously give thanks to the father for that mercy upon our lives let that mercy be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that out of that blessing and that overflow let us then carry our testimony carry the gospel and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of jesus and for his glory we blessed and have a wonderful thursday everyone thank you russell thank you thank you russell god bless everyone thank you